Hello, Blog Talk Radio listeners. It is 8.30 on the West Coast, and I had to make a slight adjustment to the way this uh, today's show was recorded. Had some technical glitches with uh, my system, but today's radio show is titled Prospects Do Not Like Techniques or Marketing Techniques or Sales Techniques. And the definition of a technique, it's a way of carrying out a particular task. And if you think about the word technique and you think about which industries or which professions use techniques, um, the first thing that comes to my mind where a technique is used correctly is a surgeon. So when a surgeon meets with a patient and that surgeon says, um, patient, we need to perform this procedure and this is the technique I will use to remedy your health issue. Most people listening to that surgeon will just accept the fact that that surgeon knows what he or she is doing and they will move forward with that surgery uh, in most cases. And the reason why the surgeon does not have to spend, you know, five hours, 10 hours explaining how the surgeon came to that conclusion is because the surgeon has already spent the last 10 years, 20 years working in medicine and performing and performing that surgery over and over again. So patients will take it for granted and correctly so in most cases that the surgeon knows what he or she is talking about. So the surgery technique is a task and again that um, definition I mentioned, a way of carrying out a particular task, is the definition of a technique. In contrast, prospects like systems. And systems have prospects' best interests in mind. The other way to look at uh, what's the opposite, well, what's the, what's the opposite of a system? What prospects do not like, prospects do not like task because the task in the prospect's mind have the salespeople's best interests. And uh, prospects are very familiar with sales techniques and marketing techniques. And the reason why they are familiar with these, these techniques is because they have been through so many. Uh, prospects, consumers, anyone looking at a product or service at an appointment they have been through all these techniques so many times and uh, so many uh, prospects at appointments have become reluctant to buy or reluctant to even be involved in a, in a sales uh, appointment where techniques are used and salespeople bear the brunt of using techniques when the prospects say no at these appointments. And yesterday we had a caller who mentioned that a 35% off on a product or service was not a, a gimmick or, or a technique. So I let him talk because I never challenge anybody on the show. The show is not a, a show where I will debate uh, a, a statement made with with the caller. I, I appreciate callers coming on to give their opinion, but you know th today I want to talk about why the caller was slightly not correct. 
See, when you offer someone a 35% discount and you lead in to the appointment starting with the 35% discount, uh, many consumers or, or prospects at these appointments, they know that is a gimmick. And the first thing the prospect thinks about is what was the original price before the 35% discount? Was it that much higher that now the the, the salesperson can offer the uh, product or service at 35% at a 35% discount. So again, leading with 35% allows the prospect to say no at that appointment with the current salesperson and go out and do a price check. And I've seen this happen over and over again. That's why I wanted to talk about uh, gimmicks. Um, Recently, I referred a, a friend of mine to a, an estate planner, estate planning attorney, and this was, this was without any marketing agreement or any type of you know, compensation, because I am trying to work with uh, more estate planning attorneys across the country. So this was a friend, this was someone local, the estate planning attorney was a local attorney whom I have spoken with before. So the estate planning attorney met with my friend and within five minutes of the appointment the estate planning attorney talked about her fee right off the bat within five minutes and so that in, in a sense was a gimmick it was like a uh, some kind of strategy to say you know what my fee is X amount of dollars for this particular estate planning tool and the estate planning attorney did not have a system. So my friend heard that number and after about 20 minutes said, hey, you know, I'll get back to you knowing that my friend knew that she was not gonna get back to this uh, estate planning attorney if she found a price less than the price the estate planning attorney quoted. So. That's one of the drawbacks of, of leading an appointment to sell a product or service with a discount. For small business owners to start with marketing techniques or sales techniques tells the prospect that the salesperson has no system. Even if the white collar small business owner has been in business for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, it tells the prospect that the salesperson does not have a system and it makes the salesperson look inexperienced and so I say that is because you know a, a system is is much more um, digestible a, a system is much more desired by consumers and, pro, and prospects at appointments and here's an example when you go out to dinner and if you go to dinner and you finish that dinner and you say, oh, this was a great meal. You liked the entire uh, you know, package that you got. You, you liked the entire experience of going out to dinner at this restaurant. That means the restaurant had a good system. And if the restaurant did not have a good system, the uh, consumer, the diner, the person patronizing the restaurant would be able to identify which parts of the restaurant experience they did not enjoy. And so that's why, you know, it's kind of easy to tell when 
a white collar small business owner does not have a system and is focusing on the uh, uh, like a technique. And going back to the restaurant analogy, you, the, the person dining at the restaurant could tell that the restaurant had a system, meaning they thought the entire uh, restaurant uh, uh, patrons experience from beginning to end, from the time the, the patron walked into the, to the doors of the restaurant, the ambiance, maybe some music in the background, maybe a few plants, maybe pictures, the table setting, and you know, they trained the, 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 the waitresses and the, and the waiters, um, the menu, how the menu looks, some thought, thought went into that. So again, when that person dined at that restaurant and they left the, the restaurant feeling totally satisfied, it, it's because that restaurant had a system. Another system that's out there as opposed to a technique is getting your car serviced. Would you prefer the person at the counter at the auto repair shop to start the conversation with, Joe, thanks for bringing your car in. By the way, we have a 20% discount on all of our services. Again, Joe is gonna think, I'm getting a discount and that's how you're gonna lead the conversation with me bringing my car in, with, that I get a discount. What was the price before? How do I know that the 20% discount is maybe a 20% of a higher price. <laughs> so in other words, the 20% the discount angle is ambiguous at best. But what if the auto repair mechanic started the, the engaged the, the person engaged Joe by saying, Joe, let's look at your car, let's get it on the rack. Uh, let's do like maybe a, a 35 point inspection. I know you brought your car in for a particular reason but we're gonna do this free inspection just to make sure everything is going right and maybe something that's connected to the reason why you're bringing your car in. Well, something else may be causing that problem. Do you mind if we do the inspection? Free inspection. So Joe says, yeah, fine. So the mechanic comes back and, and says, yes, the reason why you brought your car in is that particular reason, but we also noticed there are some things that are causing that particular problem with your car it originated someplace else and the mechanic shows Joe the part or the systems that are not functioning correctly that caused Joe to bring his car in for the first place so Joe would probably say you know what thank you for showing me that it's not just the part or the problem that caused me to bring my car in today it's actually some things around that particular part uh, another system in the car that caused this one uh, problem uh, to, to occur in my car. So I want to talk about the industry that has the most techniques and unnecessarily so. And I'm talking about the insurance industry. The insurance industry sales is at the top of the list of companies that have a lot of techniques and like I said it is not necessary. Insurance training tells its agents to make prospects uh, feel bad if they, if they don't buy or fearing that the prospect may not buy or fearing that prospects in the past or fearing prospects in the past have not purchased life insurance policies. Uh, insurance training uh, companies sometimes tell um, in agents to make 
the the applicant or the, the, the prospect applicant feel bad using fear techniques or saying things like, you wouldn't want your wife to have no money if you're gone, Joe, would you? You know, so, and that's just, that's just a, 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 an example. Uh, as a former insurance agent who's about to get started in the business again, I learned a lot of stuff actually being outside of the insurance business than I did in. So when I restart the business, I won't have the same problems that I had while I was an agent. So um, with the insurance business, think about it for a minute. The applicant is coming to your office, or if you are the agent who works uh, independently, you may go to that person's home or business, you know, that prospect applicant. And think about that for a minute. The applicant is allowing you to meet with them, or the applicant is coming to your office to talk about insurance. That's 50% of the sale. That's 50% of the reason people come to the appointment. They have an interest in looking at a financial services product. So to use a marketing technique when a person has a 50% interest in looking at, a, at an insurance product is, is, is crazy. It's, it's really crazy. Plus, when a marketing technique is used, uh, it sometimes take, takes the now factor and drops that now factor to something very low. So let me explain what the now factor is. People have a certain level of urgency uh, for the reasons why they want to purchase products. And that's called the now factor. The now factor could be extremely high for some people or it could be extremely low. A marketing technique lowers the now factor because the insurance applicant now feels that they don't feel good about the purchase. And if they had a, like, a, like, a, a, like a, a five out of 10 now factor, meaning they have some interest in the insurance product and if they receive a great sales experience, uh, from the agent, their now factor could rise as high as eight or nine or 10. But using a marketing technique on an insurance applicant will drop that now factor close to zero. And what happens at insurance appointments when salespeople use marketing techniques, that now factor drops and the insurance applicant says, okay, I still have a need for an insurance product or getting getting some questions answered about the right insurance pro product, but it won't be from this guy or it won't be from this woman because they used a marketing technique. And it's not it's not it's not a good idea to use a marketing technique when there are multiple providers in the area. So when a marketing technique is used and let's say there are hundreds of other insurance uh, providers, insurance agents in the area, that's not good because, you know, the, the person, like I said, still may want the insurance product, but that insurance agent who used a marketing technique, a sales technique, has lost the business, even though this person really wanted to buy an insurance product. So the, the biggest platform for sales techniques or marketing techniques, I know some people will be totally angry when I say this. But the biggest platform for techniques, you know, sales techniques, marketing techniques is social media. Okay, so now everyone can get mad at me because I just said those two words 
that people love the most, and that is social media digital marketing. See, social media and digital marketing is not for white collar small business owners selling big ticket high priced products and services. It's not. And I know, you know, social media is, is, is sexy, uh, it's easy, uh, it, it gives a sense of accomplishment for those who are posting things uh, to Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. But the bottom line is, and I'll, give, I'll go through some points that, that support why I know that social media is not a place for white collar small business owners selling products for $1,000, $5,000, $20,000, $30,000 and up. It's just not the right place. Number one, there are too many providers for each provider to make money. So if there were only 30 CPAs in a city, a city of, uh, let's say, 1 million people, that means that most likely those, C those 30 CPAs would have a lot of business. And in a, in a perfect world, the 31st CPA would say, well, I can't get started as a CPA in this city because there are 30. I need to wait my turn for a CPA to drop out so I can claim that spot to be one of the 30. But see, in social media and the real world, you know, any CPA can jump on social media and say, I'm a great CPA, you know, business owner. A uh, person looking for, uh, for, for to get their taxes done, please call me. But like in some cities, there are, you know, 5,000, 8,000 CPAs. And they're all on social media looking for the business owner who needs a CPA or the person who needs their taxes done or, you know, any other type of like payroll, you know, or CPA service. So that means, you know, you got... You got 8,000 CPAs in a city and a lot of CPAs are on social media. That doesn't look, that doesn't, it won't end up with, it won't be a lot of people on, on social media looking for a CPA. Number one reason why is because most people who may be interested in uh, purchasing products and services for $1,000, $5,000, $20,000, they are not on social media. So my point is white collar small business owners who are trying to market their products and services on social media, most of your potential buyers are not on social media. They're out working. They are out working, earning, you know, $100,000, $200,000 or more in their jobs and businesses. I wish one day I can get this um, this lady, her name is Jeannie, and she's the president of Site Market. Her website is sitemarket.com. That's S-I-T-E-M-A-R-K-I-T.com. I want to get her on the show. She's kind of uh, shy in a sense, but she has 13 years of digital marketing, social media experience, uh, mainly in, in the real estate industry in Los Angeles County. And she tells all of her clients today, after Jeannie and I have worked together for about two years, we've known each other for seven years. Uh, she now lives in Florida. She tells her clients right now that social media will not be the answer to their business. Uh, social media will not make your business go viral. Social media will not 
uh, get your phones to ring off the hook. In fact, she says social media may only contribute at, a, at the most 1% of the revenue that you need. And in most cases, like a fraction, like, like one thousandth of the, of the money that you need or 0 .001 uh, in terms of social media providing uh, the business that you know small business owners think they're going to receive because social media is only a storefront it's crowded and the barriers to to be on social media are none I mean anyone can post something on social media and say yes I'm the best attorney in the world I'm the best plastic surgeon and again most of the people who could be potential customers to buy one thousand dollar you know five thousand dollar product or service or higher they are not on social media I have met and I have added some clients over the last uh, two years that have told me that by using social media and digital marketing to market their products and services that they have spent or lost I should say twenty five to fifty thousand dollars trying to market big ticket high priced products on social media using Facebook ads and pay-per-click campaigns so how does this this conversation about social media relate to sales techniques and marketing techniques see social media it's it's an addiction uh, based on what I've been reading and what I've been hearing because it, it was it was it was designed to be that way now Social media tells small business owners, and there's a point that I'm making, and you'll hear what this point is in a few minutes. Social media tells small business owners, white collar small business owners selling big ticket items, that beauty and sex are attributes or drivers for people to buy. Social media tells white collar small business owners that animals are fun and attractive and magnets for people looking to buy. Social media tells white collar small business owners that if you show yourself having fun, uh, traveling and laughing and you know going to exotic places, uh, showing potential buyers how much fun you are having will attract them to buy your product or service. Social media tells white collar small business owners that if you post pictures of you and your family or you and your employees uh, you know having a great lunch or a great dinner you know eating lobster or everybody at the company you know uh, smiling and waving at the camera that potential clients will do business with, with you so going back to the first one so does that mean if you are a handsome guy or woman or you're a, a woman with great physical you know, features that that consumer will spend $20,000 with you? Does that mean if you have, a, let's say, a dental clinic and you know, you're the dentist or you're the office manager and you got a furry pet in your picture like a dog you know, on, laying on the, on the carpet or something, it's, it's the dental clinic dog. His name is Ralph and everybody loves Ralph. Do you think people will spend $20,000 on a complex dental treatment because you got Ralph in the office? If you are in Barcelona, Spain, a place I just recently visited, if you're telling me that you took some great pictures in Barcelona 
and maybe you saw, you know, the uh, Barcelona, you know, football club, FCB, and you saw the stadium. I saw that stadium. And you post pictures of football club Barcelona, and you're at the stadium. You post those pictures, and now you're a plastic surgeon, and now someone is going to spend $20,000 on a tummy tuck and some other related you know, plastic surgery, cosmetic surgery procedures. Does that mean that um, you had this great restaurant, you had like, you know, Maine Lobster, you know, you had all these desserts and people are laughing and you own a law firm and, you know, you dressed in all different, you know, high, like, you know, designer clothes that people are going to select you to be their attorney. You see, there are some studies out there that, that show, that state, that some people are turned off when they see their provider, their potential, you know, attorney, CPA, dentist, plastic surgeon, surgeon, insurance agent, real estate broker, living lavish lifestyles because they say, well, maybe that's the reason why their price is so high. Yeah, there are studies out there that are talking about that. Now, the reason why I brought the social media a subject up and how uh, it relates to marketing techniques and, and sales techniques is there's a guy named Maslow and he he was a, a psychologist and he he wrote this this paper or he did he designed this this psychological thing called Maslow's hierarchy of needs and Maslow said there are there are like five of them but I'm just going to mention four of them the first one is self-actualization the next one is esteem or self-esteem. The third one is love and belonging. And the fourth one is uh, physio physiological needs. Okay. So the reason why I brought up Maslow is because the guy that designed social media, he's known as the godfather of social media. I believe that he looked at Maslow's hierarchy of needs and said, how can I write algorithms to get people attracted to social media. Now this guy's name is BJ Fogg and he's a Dr. BJ Fogg, PhD, and he's from, or he's with the Stanford University. And again, he's the guy given the most credit for writing social media algorithms. Please look his name up, BJ Fogg, F-O-G-G, PhD, Stanford University. He's still alive, he's only like in his maybe mid 40s, late 40s. And he's written these algorithms and, he's, and, he does, and he does these talks to try to um, get people to understand what a trigger is. And triggers form the basis of what social media was supposed to be about. And now people are starting to understand, and based on the people I'm talking to, the small business owners, they're starting to understand that it's going to be rare for someone to spend $20,000 because, you know, the guy was just totally handsome or the woman was just voluptuous um, and, and that he had furry animals in the office and that the trip to Saint-Tropez was, is going to be the reason why people spend $20,000 or always showing pictures of you having fun, eating great dinners at a restaurant uh, will generate sales when your ticket price is five, ten, twenty thousand $20,000. So, Finally, our research and feedback from salespeople and my own sales experience um, before writing 
321 sales system tell me all the stuff I just I just talked about so finally our research and feedback from salespeople and my own sales experience as I was writing and before I was writing the 321 sales system it just tells me that salespeople using techniques are they use these techniques because they don't have a sales system and um, it's I'm not gonna say it, it's wrong I will say that a lot of white-collar small business owners are losing money and I want to talk about how these techniques are hurting salespeople the first thing I want to talk about is this might be the only thing I want to talk about for right now because I, I could talk about um, sales systems and how white-collar small business owners uh, can maximize their sales performance and sales productivity using sales systems for hours. I could probably talk for three days straight with no sleep about how sales systems help business owners. But I want to discuss this next topic. How I wonder, I wonder how many listeners have heard of the, the word factorial. And factorial is spelled F-A-C-T-O-R-I-A-L. So that's factorial. And a factorial is a statistic and mathematic concept. You may have seen a number three with an exclamation point or a number five with an exclamation point. That is the sign of a factorial. So the exclamation point is the sign of a factorial. Now I used to be an engineering major at UC Berkeley before switching to uh, the Bachelor of Science Operations Management degree with a minor in economics. Now, the, the thing about me, since I since I, I do have a background in, you know, with Fortune 500 selling, science, economics, management, you know, working at the Fortune 500 company, these areas of study made me think a lot. And it may have made it may have made me think a lot harder than I would normally have thought about things. So when writing the 321 uh, sales system and business development program, I put a lot of thought in it. So now let's talk about this factorial. Now factorial, the definition is a factorial determines how many combinations of something that can be made out of multiple things. So let's say for instance, if you had three things, uh, you know, three separate things or in, in the case of marketing techniques, let's say you had three different marketing techniques and you use those marketing techniques in, in various situations based on the conditions that you see as a salesperson. So three factorial means that you have six options or six ways to use your marketing techniques. And if you have four marketing techniques, that means you have 24 combinations of things you can do. So four factorial is four times three times two times one. Three factorial is three times two times one or six. And then the four factorial is 24. So if a salesperson is using multiple techniques based on how he or she perceives or evaluates a potential prospect or potential client, the salesperson may never sell with an established routine or a system. So I want to give you some examples, some options, some ways how salespeople have used marketing techniques based on what they perceive or evaluate, uh, how they evaluate their client. So the first one is 
is the neighborhood that they're driving up to in a nice or bad neighborhood, okay? Is the prospect wealthy, middle income, or low income? So is the prospect rich, doing just fine, or, or struggling? So a salesperson may use different techniques based on how they evaluate uh, the prospect. What is the prospect's ethnic identity? So some salespeople may say, well, this person is Indian, so I'm gonna use this technique. This person is black, so I'm gonna use this technique. This person is uh, white, so I'm gonna use this technique. This person is Arab, I'm gonna use this technique. So you can see how you know, a salesperson going into an appointment may say, well, I got, I used, uh, uh, with this Arab person, I'm gonna use this technique because I have a predisposition or thought about Arab people. Or I'm gonna to talk to a Jewish guy. So I'm gonna use this particular technique because this guy is Jewish. Or I'm meeting with Christians and I'm gonna use a more solemn approach about sales because this person is religious, very religious. And the same thing can be said about Muslims. Okay, so that is not the right way to, to, to operate your business in terms of trying to uh, you know, use techniques, marketing techniques, sales techniques with people. You need a system. So using a system versus using techniques is, a, is, an, is an option. So you can see how the factorial comes into play. And you can see, based on the example that I just gave you, why it may be almost impossible for a salesperson to develop a routine. You see, a sales system doesn't use any of that. A sales system is the same for everyone. It's the same for a person living in a nice neighborhood or a bad neighborhood. A person who's wealthy, middle income or low income. A person who is Indian, Arab, you know, uh, uh, white, Asian, you know, black, you know, Latino. It doesn't matter. A sales system is used over and over again. And when that happens, the salesperson becomes an expert. They look like they know what they're doing because the salesperson who's using all these different techniques based on the situation that they see ahead of them, they don't look like an expert. <clears throat> and the, and the, the prospect at the appointment can tell. A lot of salespeople say, well, the prospects aren't looking at how, I, how I'm um, marketing my business. They're not looking at how I'm performing the, the, you know, how I'm performing at the appointment. And I will say that is incorrect. Consumers, uh, prospects at appointments, they're looking at everything. They can tell when a salesperson is fidgety. They can tell when the salesperson feels that the appointment is not going in the right direction based on the, the salesperson's technique, based on how they perceive or evaluated the appointment situation. So consumers, they're looking at you know, salespeople and they're thinking to themselves, this woman or this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Even though you may have been in business for 15 years, if you're not using a system and if you're using techniques and you're, you're, you're selecting a technique based on how you evaluate uh, your prospect at the appointment, it's never gonna be a, a great, <laughs> it's never gonna be great and you're, you're gonna always struggle at your appointments. So I know this radio show today made a few people uncomfortable. It may have made some people angry. So I 
try to not do that, but I have to get the information out to people because there are so many white collar small business owners who are not making the money they can make. There are so many white collar small business owners that have pulled back from uh, contacting and prospecting because it turned out bad when they tried it. There are so many white collar small business owners that are sitting with maybe only having 40% of the customers that they need and they need to add you know, another five, 10 customers per year so they can grow their businesses. So just imagine, or maybe you have seen, uh, I wanna give you, so I wanna give you this example of what I meant by uh, people being uncomfortable with me talking to them about, uh, you know, sales systems and how to maximize production and maximize performance. Because it's a sensitive topic. It's a sensitive topic for, for me who I'm not an attorney, I'm not a CPA, I'm not a dentist, I'm not a plastic surgeon. I have been an insurance agent and a realtor. And I have worked in corporate America with attorney law firms, with CPA practices, with dental practices, and with plastic surgery centers. So I know a, a lot about their business in terms of you know how they find customers. I know you know how sometimes they don't have enough customers because I visited you know a lot of these white collar practices and I've you know talked with the owner I've talked with the HR manager I've spoken with the office manager and I've heard yeah Rick uh, you know th things are kind of slow right now you know so I heard this when I was working in corporate America so just imagine or maybe you have seen uh, this this situation before a guy just got married to his gal let's call his gal Debbie and the in-laws are invited for dinner. So the in-laws are the are Deborah's in-laws. This is, let's say Doug is the, is the guy. This is Doug's mom and dad. And uh, Doug's mom and dad is coming over. They're coming over for dinner. So during the dinner and maybe after the dinner, uh, the mother-in-law tells, tells Debbie, Debbie, next time, I will have to come, come by and show you how to uh, make this dish better. Uh, obviously, the mother-in-law thought that that dish could be done better. So she tells Debbie, Debbie, the next time I come over, I'll show you how to make this dish better. How do you think Debbie is going to feel about that? Debbie is going to be angry. And this mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship will probably never be good from this point forward, unless they talk about it and, and get over uh, what the problem is. And Debbie's gonna be really frustrated with the mother-in-law insinuating that she does not know how to cook. So <laughs> another scenario, this is this one's kind of crude, but I wanna I wanna say it because it, it is definitely appropriate. Let's say for instance, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a guy, you know, he goes to work and he tells his buddy, hey, man, you know, I am not, my wife is not happy with me for whatever reason. So the guy says, hey, let me come over and I'll talk to your wife and maybe I can make her happy. You can fill in the blanks. You can see what I'm insinuating. Okay, so you can see how even in the last crude example I just gave, the, the guy is not going to be happy when another guy says that he can satisfy his wife better. So this is what I risk in giving people advice about selling using the sales system versus what they're doing right now. So instead of saying salespeople are doing something wrong, 
I always try to tell stories and provide uh, some past experiences that I've that I've had, some past experience that I've seen, I'd heard from other salespeople. See, no one can learn 100% of the 321 sales system in a six-hour session. Uh, the 321 sales system was put together uh, based on 15 years of selling experience in in the in the Fortune 500 corporate world. Uh, 82 hours of a uh, class that costs $15,000. When I took it, now it's about twenty-five dollars to $30,000. It was an eight-day class. So no one can learn how to do exactly what I just tried to communicate in six hours in a, in a, in a webinar session or a two-day session if it's live. So that's the reason why 321 encourages white-collar small business owners to uh, enroll in the six-hour class. Again, you will not become experts after the six-hour class, but we will have an opportunity after the six-hour class to work together so that I can work alongside of you. I can do the contacting and prospecting, and you already know how you, you already know your profession, but the other thing that 321 will help you with is with that closing piece. Yesterday, we talked about selling without appearing to sell on the March 2nd uh, radio uh, program. Please listen to that to get an idea of what I mean right now. So when 321 contacts and prospects until you can do it yourself, we're gonna contact and prospect and we're gonna help you with the closing process because a lot of white collar small business owners, um, they think closing is one thing and at 321 uh, BizDev LLC, we look at closing from a different perspective. So to close this show, if this show addresses a concern or situation that you're going through right now and uh, you think you need some help with it, please do not hesitate to call me at 833-321-3212 or if you are an international business owner, you can reach me on WhatsApp at country code one four one five. 515-6760. And I also ask people to go to my website at 321bizdev.com slash services to complete a questionnaire so that your company and my company can look at what you need using a consultative process. If your business is booming, I will tell you that you have everything in place and there's, there's nothing I can do to help you. If you tell me that there's some things that you want to fix with your sales system or your approach when you connect with, with clients or, or appointments and prospects, I'll be more than glad to, to give you that training and then show you how it's done. Plus, if any person wants to be a sponsor for our show, uh, please call me and we have a, uh, a way that you can post your image on the radio show image uh, board and your image will be there forever as long as the, the radio show exists your image will be there forever and it's a fifty dollar uh, one-time fee for that uh, also in closing i want to thank our sponsor today and uh, his name is uh, alex mogadasi he's a cpa mba and he's the ceo of ryan tax defense in irs resolution a specialty company based in Tampa, Florida. So please make sure you contact uh, Alex Mogadasi 
at uh, Ryan Tax Defense, and um, he will definitely reach out and help. His website is RyanTaxDefense.com. That's Ryan, R-Y-A-N, TaxDefense.com. I want you to make it a great day. My name is Rick Napier, CEO, 321BizDev, LLC. Take care, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. Bye-bye.